Let's have our seats. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We're so grateful. The course of humanity was changed forever because a child was born. Glory to your name. Okay. The lessons, let's learn a few lessons of faith from the Christmas story. Specifically this morning, I want to share, I want to just uh, exhort us on about four different characters. The character called Zechariah. Three. Mary and Joseph. Amen. Okay. So, open your Bible. You see the reason why I said you should come to church with your Bible. Hmm? Verse 5, Luke chapter 1. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the cause of Abia. You see the answer to your question. And his wife was of the daughters of Aaron. And her name was Elizabeth. Okay? They were both righteous before God, walking in the commandments and the ordinances of the Lord God, blameless. And they had no child, because that Elizabeth was barren. And they both were now well stricken in years. Okay? So, Elizabeth, sorry, uh, uh, Zechariah, he was doing his performing his duties, okay, in verse 8, okay, and uh, while he was doing that in the temple, the Bible says that the, an angel appeared to him, okay, so, the angel appeared to him and told him, you are going to give birth to a child, okay, and his name is going to be called John. Praise God. And Zechariah, verse 18, said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is well stricken in years. He said, Whereby shall I know this? So this, the word know there, okay, one of the meanings of the word known, know there, especially in this context, is a means to allow. How will I let this happen? How can this happen to me? Praise God. And then the angel answered him, said, I am Gabriel, that stand in the presence of God. Okay? Behold, this is the way you are going to allow it. Behold, you will be dumb. You won't speak. Okay? That's verse 19. Okay? 
Verse 20, behold, you will be dumb and you will not be able to speak until the day that these things were performed. Why did Zechariah have to go dumb? Praise God. So that's the first faith lesson we are going to learn. He said, how will I allow this to happen? How will I let this happen? The only way you will let this happen is if you keep quiet. You don't say anything. You, don't, you shut up your mouth. Why is this so? It's because you can truncate faith, a faith venture through the words of your mouth. God has spoken through the angel. But God needed Zechariah's cooperation to bring it to pass. Praise God. So sometimes, if you don't know what to say, keep quiet. Or else, you may say the wrong thing that may just negate your faith. Faith, the faith of Zechariah was needed. Hallelujah. The cooperation of Zechariah was what? Needed. God sends his words to us so that we, we can be informed of what he wants to do and we'll be able to cooperate with him with our faith. Of course, we know that afterwards, even though Zechariah could not speak, Zechariah still acted on the word of the angel. <laughs> Praise God. How do I know that he, 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 he acted on the word? Praise God. At least he, he met with his wife. We know that John's breath was not a... It went through the natural course. So, he, so for him to go through the natural course... Okay, it means that Zechariah what? Acted on the word, even though he couldn't speak. Praise the Lord. And another reason why we know is because when they were going to, when, uh, when they were going to name John, Elizabeth told them exactly what the name should be. Right? Which means that he must have communicated it to, to Elizabeth, even though he couldn't speak. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, tell your neighbor, watch your words. Your words are very important. Your words carry faith or unbelief. That guy spoke in unbelief. Now, look at Mary. Mary, when the same angel appeared to him, to her and told give her the news that she was going to give birth to a son of God. But look at Mary's question. Mary said, uh, how will this happen knowing that I have, I mean, I haven't known or met a man before or slept with a man before. Now, the angel didn't say you are going to be dumb. <laughs> Praise God. 
Hallelujah. Why didn't the angel punish Mary in that sense? Praise God. She needed an explanation because it was something that hadn't happened before. Now, now, you know, if, if somebody who is well stricken in years has a child, at least they still went through the natural course. But this was one that had never happened before. A virgin conceiving. I think if you are the one, you will ask the question. Mary was obviously a woman of faith. Praise God. Because how will you have carry a child? Now, look at what she said. She said, be it unto me according to your word. Not the angel's word now, but according to the word of God. So, which means that God's word had been spoken. Because what angel, what, what angel Gabriel told him, her, they were quotations from Zechariah. They were quotations from Malachi. Okay? From the prophets of old. Okay? So, the angel didn't say anything different from what was in the scriptures. The angel didn't say anything different from what God had said before. He, the angel, so, it was not the angel's words. It was God's word that she believed. Hallelujah. Imagine if you were the one. In those days, I mean, <laughs> the fear... With the, uh, 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 the fear of, uh, of rejection by the family... The fear of rejection by Joseph, the fear of being excommunicated by society, you know, it's not like these days where there's a lot of looseness. Back in the days, if you are somebody's uh, ex-spouse to be, to be married to someone, and then uh, they now see pregnancy, ah, what will happen? <laughs> Automatically, I mean, that's that they cut off that. They, I mean, that marriage is cut off, family disgraced, you know, things like that. But in the face of all that, in the, with the possibilities of all that at the back of her mind, Mary still said, be it unto me according to your word. Hallelujah. So a person of faith accepts God's word irrespective of the consequences. A person of faith, right, acts on God's word, believes God's word against all odds. If it is God's word, a man of faith will be ready to stay there irrespective of any other person's opinion. So when it comes to God's word, the opinions of men don't matter. Let's say it together. When it comes to God's word, the opinions of men don't matter. Let's say it again. When it comes to God's word and my life, the opinions of men don't matter. Let God be true and, all, and every man a liar. Praise God. Let God be true. 
Now, let's look at Joseph. It's a short exhortation. Let's look at Joseph. You know, when you are reading the Bible, put yourself in the shoes of, of the people that you are reading. In, Joseph was obviously a man of faith and obedience. Of course, when, he, when Mary gave him the news about, about her being pregnant, the Bible tells us that he, being an honorable man, amen, and that's, that's, that's a lesson for a man to learn. If there's any man that is sleeping beside you, wake him up right now. He needs to hear this. Amen. Don't look for opportunities to shame a woman. Irrespective of what they do. Hallelujah. Love covers a multitude of sins. You shouldn't be the one spouting out or spewing out the eels of the person, uh, your wife, your, your daughters, you know, any woman around. You know, the Bible said he, he decided that he was going to put her away secretly that everybody would not know. Hallelujah. If you're a man here, tell another man, let's cover our ladies. Yeah, yeah, let's cover them. Let's cover them. Let's cover them. Praise God. Ladies, tell the guys, please cover us. Cover us. I'm not pregnant, but cover me. <laughs> Whatever it is, praise God. Hallelujah. That's what love will do. That's what love will do. So then he... The angel appeared, he saw a dream in a dream and he was told about Jesus and he decided to back her. Do you know, Joseph could have still chosen not to back, back him because, you know, he could have just left Mary to face the whole problem together alone but decided to join with her. Hallelujah. Good lesson in marriage. And then he was a man of obedience. First he obeyed when the Lord said that, oh, father the child for me. You know he was helping God. Amen. He was not the biological father, but he assumed the role of the biological father and raised Jesus up. Secondly, when it was, this is the lesson, the one I want us to learn more, most about David, about Joseph. When it, Jesus was being threatened, the life of Jesus was being threatened by Herod. You know, if Joseph was not prompt, was not quick, was not swift to obey God, probably they would have killed Jesus. The Bible says that the, his, the angel told him, that night, he said, immediately leave. Praise God. So what's the lesson of faith there? Let's be prompt to obey. Obe a life of faith is a life of obedience. 
Now, here was a man who was asked to leave his father, I mean, to leave his country, you know, to leave his means of livelihood and go start all over again without any prior arrangements or plans. And he immediately left. And then, interestingly, after Herod had, had died, the Lord told him again, oh yeah, relocate. I mean, this was just after a few years. He was just getting to settle down. Of course, you know, he, he was a carpenter. So, you know, he had to start business all over again, get new clients, you know, and get to be known around and get businesses. And then he's been asked again, oh yeah, move. Listen, when it comes to the will of God, amen, when it comes to God's plan, when it comes to heavenly instructions, a lesson of faith is that we must be prompt to obey. That song says, when we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glory sheds upon the way. You know, when we do his good will, he abides with us still and with all who will trust and obey. Trust and obey. So faith and obedience go together. You can't say you are in faith when you don't, if you don't obey God's word. You can't say you are in faith if when you receive instructions, you don't follow them. That's not faith. Hallelujah. And listen to me. Instructions can mean can it, it can be a, a matter of life and death. You know, it, it, it had to do with Jesus and the life, the preservation of his family and his life. Hallelujah. So you never know the full implications of obedience. Many times. Hallelujah. So when God gives instructions, he expects us that we should obey. You know, he didn't have to start asking questions. Oh, you know, you said I should move. Hey, can't we find a way to hide ourselves? We can find a better way of having to move. He didn't have to ask questions. When it comes to God, when God gives you instructions, no questions asked many times. You didn't hear what I said? You didn't hear what I said? Someone says, well, until I tell God, tell, hear God, tell me. The one he has told you in the scriptures, no questions asked. Hallelujah. How, how promptly do we obey him? Do we obey his word? One of the ways you train yourself as a believer is to promptly obey God's word and instructions. Hallelujah. Has he said it? Can I find it in the word? Hallelujah. So, no, 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 no. Let, let, let. See, our brain is too small to comprehend, though. Our brains are too small. We are finite in our 
knowledge and, uh, and, uh, and understanding. So when it comes to biblical instructions, uh, you don't wait to understand everything. Just follow it. One say, eh, will I not? Uh, doesn't that leave me like somebody who doesn't think? Mm -mm. Imagine Joseph was thinking. Joseph had to process. If he had to start processing, he said that night, oh yeah, wake up, oh yeah, the flight. Praise God. So from Zechariah, we learn. When it comes to faith, watch what you say. Sometimes you need to, if you don't have anything to say in line with the word, keep quiet. From Mary, we learn that Mary was prompt to believe God's word. Even though it was a strange thing. Amen. Amen. You are trying to move to a, to, to a place and, and then you, you have a check on the inside of you. Just, but you don't understand it. Everybody else is moving, I mean, to that. I mean, it's, people are looking for opportunities to move to that place. But for you, just obey. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't try to reason out everything. Eh, but reasoning is the is what makes people is, more, is what makes for progress when it comes to the things of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't let your reasoning get in the way of what God instructs you to do. And for Joseph, we learn prompt obedience. Listen, a life of trusting God is a life of obedience. A life of trusting God is a life of obedience. Sometimes what you are being asked to do, the obedience you are being asked to carry out can be challenging, can be demanding. It can make you look stupid sometimes. <laughs> Amen. But you know what? Stay with it. God will always honor faith. He said, I will honor those that honor me. So obedience to God is honoring him. And he said he will honor us back. Hope you learned something there. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus for this short exhortation. We bless your name. We give you praise. We give you glory. Thank you for the life of Jesus, the story of Christmas. Thank you, Father God, for teaching us faith from it today. We are established in your word and in understanding all righteousness. In Jesus' name, amen.